my name is Carrie Hall. I'm a junior business student here at Messiah College and a member of the Honors College. Hi, I'm Scott Heintzelman, a 1989 graduate of Messiah College, and I'm also privileged to be able to sit on the board of trustees for Messiah College. Scott, how did you come to attend Messiah College? Well, I came to Messiah College. My dream was to play basketball, and I loved Messiah College. I loved their basketball program, and I liked the, the, all things about it at the time. And I also wanted to attend a Christian school. That was something that was important to me. The irony is once I got here, I didn't do very well academically, and I was struggling with basketball and academics. And I'm, I'm impressed when I see the athletic program at Messiah now and how well our students do. It's not easy to do both. And so I had to come to Jesus meeting with my father one winter, the freshman year, and uh, we decided that basketball was going to have to go. And so that was really the, the driving force to get me to Messiah was ath- athletics. But it, what kept me here was uh, the institution and the things that were going on here. So did you know that you wanted to be an accountant before you came here? That's a good <laughs> question. I, I did. I, I always loved money and business. And I, I tell people accounting is the language of business. So if you want to understand business, you need to understand accounting and finance. I was fortunate at the time that Maasai had a great accounting program. It, it probably wasn't as recognized as it is today. When I was here, it, it had that same quality. We just didn't know it was that good. So yes, I did know that I always wanted to be an accounting major. After you graduated Messiah, what was your vocational journey like to take you to where you are today? When I left Messiah, I wanted to work in public accounting so I could get my CPA license. And probably like most people, I thought, well, I'll just spend two years, which is what the state requires you to spend in public before you get your license. Well, I fell in love with the profession. 22 years later, I became a partner in the firm, and it's been a fun ride. So what's it like to be a person of faith in the business world? That's a good question. You know, I've thought about this a lot. Living a God-honoring lifestyle is difficult, whether you're in the business world, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, or whether you're in education. You know, we all struggle with pride and God complex. We all want to live our own life and make our own choices. And the business world, probably, it's a little more cutthroat, and a little more me-centered than maybe some other areas. And so, you know, I don't have the secret formula. Your mom put out on Facebook this morning uh, Proverbs 119, verse 9 through 11, which says, How can a young man keep his way pure by living according to to your word? And it it goes on a little further. But that's the key, I think, is to wake up every morning uh, doing devotions, having a focus on God, and trying to live a life that is pleasing to Him. I think if you do that and make that your focus, it'll help a lot. And when you get in those situations in the business world where maybe you're encouraged to bend the rules or to cheat a little bit, or it's just such a cutthroat environment at times, I think it gives you a chance to stand firm and stand strong what you believe in, that the almighty dollar and chasing after profits is not the end game. The end game is the reward that we get in heaven for living a God-honoring lifestyle and bringing others along the way. So that's what I would say. So what advice would you give to some students entering the workforce or particularly business? The one thing I, I believed when I left Messiah College or when I, I thought I was done with education, that, that would, couldn't have been the furthest thing from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, when I entered the workforce and the business world, I was surprised at how much learning has to happen. And to be really successful, you can never stop learning. I have several things. The first thing I would tell them is to put God first in all things. Live that Psalm 119 verse. The second thing I would tell them is to make sure that they continue to learn, have a spirit of learning. One of my favorite people in life is a guy named Charlie Tremendous Jones, who passed away a few years ago. Charlie was a writer, speaker, publisher. And Charlie said, you're the same today that you'll be in five years except for two things, the books you read and the people you meet. And so I've taken that to heart, and I've tried every year to meet lots of people, interact and dialogue, and to read lots of books. I, I read typically about 40 to 50 books a year. 
there's a great book called The World is Flat, which mm-hmm. you, I know you've traveled abroad quite a bit with Reading Masai. Reading that right now for yeah. class. <laughs> and I believe you're going on the IBI trip this summer, correct? Mm-hmm. And so international business and international relations are proven to be very important. And The the World is Flat, Friedman in there talks about, he had, he had me the first chapter, but the whole book is really building up to this point of the world is flat and it's, it's a global economy. But the last chapter is the most significant thing and you haven't gotten there yet. And I'll give you away the secret to the book. But he says, <laughs> what's the most important thing that you need to learn? as a business person, as a parent, as a as a student, as a kid, what 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 skill must you have to be successful in this new economy? And he says the key is adaptability. A few other things, leading, you know, so many people want to take a back seat and let somebody else lead, and not necessarily just from a political standpoint or a, a worldwide environment. In your own local church, I think it's important for us to get involved and to take a leadership role. Uh, the world is looking for Christians to step up and take a role and, and be visible, and I think that's a good way to do it. Also, giving back. As I, as I travel around and meet people, so many people are have a woe-is-me attitude, they're ungrateful, and they feel that life is is maybe not all they want it to be. Well, I say get involved and serve somebody that has tremendous needs. Go to a soup kitchen. Get involved in your local community. You'll be surprised that when you give back and help somebody that truly is in need, what it does for your own spirit of gratefulness. Um, Besides the blessing you give to them, you give a blessing to yourself. And I don't think people always understand that. And being a finance guy, my favorite Bible verse is Malachi 3.10, which not many people quote Malachi 3.10, <laughs> but it's it's the only place in the Bible where I know that God actually throws a challenge down where he says to us in the verse, it, it's talking about tithing and bringing the whole tithe into the storehouse. But it's the second half of that verse where he says, test me in this and see if I won't pour open the heavens with such blessing that you do not have room enough to store it. And I'm not teaching a message of prosperity giving here, but I do believe that God will bless us in ways that we can't even fathom if we give. And I don't think he's just talking about reaching in our wallet and giving money, although I think that verse is very particular towards tithing. But I think he's talking about our time, our talents, our energies. And I think when you give back, you will be richly rewarded in life and and have peace and contentment and other things that will be added on to you. So I take that verse to heart, and I've tried very hard to live my life in that manner and having a spirit of generosity, and I think it's helped to make me a happy guy. Is there anything in the future that you're looking to accomplish? That's a really good question. You know, something that's that's happened that I never anticipated was the speaking invitations. You know, as a professional, you get invited to speak on technical subject matter, and I I did a couple of those every year. Now, at this moment, I have nine speaking engagements in front of me. At any one point in time, I probably have a rolling eight or nine that are coming up. So I probably do about one or so a week. That is something that I never dreamed. I I do get invited to speak at conferences and keynote speakers, and not on subjects that you would think about. I I do a lot of sales and rainmaker training and and leaderships conversations and strategic planning, things that you don't necessarily think of your CPA as doing. So and and that's that's pretty interesting to me. I mean, I still get invited to do some some technical speeches, although people tend not to really enjoy those as much as they do the other stuff. So what next? I don't know. I uh, I, I'm I'm waiting for God to give that to me. I'm just trying to follow what he tells me to do. And right now, I'm, I'm in a pretty sweet spot and pretty happy. I'm, I'm excited about the direction of Messiah College and the things that are happening on campus. You know, as a trustee, that's that's one of my real passions right now. I love Messiah, and I want to see it continue to grow and advance and stay true to its Christ preeminent theme. I'm, I'm very passionate about that, and I think the current leadership of the college is living that in their journey every day. So I'm, I'm real excited about that.
You mentioned your passion for Maasai College. Was that born while you were here and the experiences you had, or has it kind of grown a lot after that, being good, an alum? Good question. Actually, I couldn't wait to get out. <laughs> Paying money to learn was, I, I saw that somewhere I could actually get paid to learn when I got out into the workforce. I had a great experience at Messiah, but I, I, I really was anxious to get out. And, and I appreciate Messiah so much more now that I'm out of school. And the relationships I built here are some of my best friends in life. And um, number one being Dr. Hagenboo, who was a uh, best man at my wedding. And, uh, you know, he couldn't be a more dear friend to me. But yeah, I, once, you, once you get out of school, you realize how unique Messiah is and how, and what really makes Messiah special, I tell people this all the time, it's the professors, the nurturing relationship that our professors and faculty have with the students. When you go to other campuses, or you, and I recruit a lot of students, and when you talk to other students at other schools, that doesn't happen as commonly as it does here. There are exceptions, but here at Messiah, that is the stand, that's the rule. It's not the exception where, where, I mean, I can't remember Vern Martin, one of our accounting professors, we would go to his house. He would have, he lived on campus at the time, but we would go to his house and his wife would make us pizza. We'd go to the basement and play ping pong and, and have lots of fun. Those memories and that interaction where there was somebody that expected me to do well, somebody that cared about my performance besides my parents, was really powerful and impactful. And I didn't want to disappoint. I didn't want to let them down. And and I know that happens now at Maasai with the coaches, with the, the faculty, with the professors, and just all across the campus. It's that nurturing, caring uh, style that they have. It's so powerful. I know it's been great talking to you today. Do you have any further comments or thoughts you want to leave us with? Just one. I mean, Carrie, you represent all that's right about Messiah College. Um, being such a great student, uh, a great woman of character, um, you're, you're experiencing some of the study abroad that Messiah is so proud of. You've been to Greece, and I know you're going to the International Business Institute trip this summer. You are an amazing young lady, and you epitomize what's, all, what's so special about Messiah, and it's, it's these, uh, the wonderful students that we have. This has been an episode of Listen Up, a Messiah College podcast. For more information or to listen to past episodes, please visit the Listen Up website at blogs.messiah.edu backslash listen